You are now entering the transit zone. Welcome back to the Transit Zone. I'm Peter Clark in Melbourne, Australia. Margot Kingston in Comboin, New South Wales. And Tim Dunlop in Southbank, Melbourne. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands on which we record and produce these podcasts, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and the Beapai people of the Port Macquarie region of New South Wales. We pay respect to their elders. Tim and Margot, welcome back to the Transit Zone microphones. And we're getting together today because this is a bit of history, I think, Tim and Margot, a bit of media history unfolding. Twitter, just quickly the backstory, of course, Elon Musk, the oligarch, purchased privately the platform, the microblogging platform Twitter, which has been around since about 2006, 2007, within the ecosphere. But are we overstating things, Margot? Are we seeing Twitter unravel? Are we seeing the death of Twitter at the moment? It'd be fitting, wouldn't it? Because Twitter's a place that just opens everything up to, to everyone. Um, you can watch the sausage being made, which is why, you know, I just fell in love with it in late 2012. Um, and we are now watching transparently the death of Twitter, courtesy of Elon Musk telling us blow by blow about the, the, the how he is how he is killing Twitter. He's, he's just done this wonderful tweet that he, he just loves to see people complaining about Twitter on Twitter. Well, you know, a few of us, quite a few of us are really going to miss Twitter and we may as well watch the show um, before, before, we, uh, before we log off uh, for good. It's, it's the most extraordinarily Twitter way to, um, to, to, to kill Twitter. Tim, it seemed that Musk didn't even want to go ahead with the purchase of Twitter. There was the legal case and then he settled and went ahead, carried the sink into Twitter HQ and then proceeded to put out an extraordinary array of tweets. The one that sticks in my mind, the one that I think is the most deadly one, is the one where he linked to a thing about the Pelosi attack. But he's also uh, advised his Twitter followers to vote Republican. He came up and said he voted Republican for the first time, talked about the red wave, which uh, hasn't aged very well over the last 48 hours. So he's been tweeting away as the owner. And as Margot just said, sort of giving us a, a show on how Twitter's just unravelling. How are you seeing it? Peter, look, I hate to say it, but it's almost like it's almost like he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> the world's richest man, Tim. Yeah, he's, he's he might also be the world's biggest idiot. But, he's, like, I mean, he's obviously not an idiot, but he's, he's smart in the wrong way. And he's obviously never grasped from the beginning um, the uh, human scale thing that Twitter is, that it isn't simply um, a tech platform that can be tweaked um, and managed like, um, say, a car company. Um, it's it, What it produces is much more um, virtual, ethereal, whatever you want to call it, and, and it's very difficult to manage that. And he just does not have those skills at all. Um, and he's, you know, he's, he's running a whole lot of um, problems parallel at the moment. And I think a lot of it stems from um, the price that he paid for Twitter. It was obviously, he paid way too much. And as you double, say... Double, double. Oh, at least double. It's annual revenues is, you know, around about four and a half billion or something like that. So 44 billion is 
just insane. He's got an interest bill coming June next year, early next year of $1 billion uh, on the financing package. So it, it's just insane that he, he paid that amount for it. So obviously that's um, put a fire under his rear end and he's he seems to be panicking. So all, all those things combined, you know, the, the, the financial pressure, um, the lack of, um, any sort of understanding of what he actually bought, what that platform is and does, plus his own personal or personality problems that he has himself, which, as you say, are manifesting in him um, doing ridiculous tweets and insulting people, including the advertisers, who were the only people who were going to save him at this stage. Um, you know, he's, he's just incredibly ill-suited to the role that he has bought for himself. And and it just feels like it's going to fall over. And Tim, one of the most revealing tweets of a great string of his tweets, the one that really got to me, or one of the ones that got to me, was the one where he says he wants to make Twitter the most accurate source of information in the world. That betrayed for me how little he understands how this platform operates around... Yeah the complex co-creation of information and knowledge and the communities that reside on the Twitter platform. Did you see the follow-up, the, the little exchange he did after that with um, Jack, what's his name, who used to be the CEO? Dorsey. Um, Jack Dorsey. Yeah, Dorsey, um, where Jack Dorsey said to him, whose facts or something like that? Accurate for who, he said. Accurate for whom, yeah. And and he said, well, you know, based on what our um, panel of um, content moderators decide. So, you know, he's got a very funny idea of truth and accuracy anyway. So, I mean, this is this is what keeps happening. He, he keeps revealing this um, really shallow understanding of um, <laughs> everything that's not technical sort of thing. You know, he really needs to have done some arts courses at university along with his technical training. Let's put it this way, Tim, would you go to Mars with this man? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> Let's get back to basics. Um, he wants, Twitter from fairly early on had blue checks and that was you had to prove who you were, you got a blue check and that meant that um, people could rely on the fact that it was you. Now, it, uh, there's no way I'd pay because I'm giving my I'm giving my content for free. But imagine LeBron James or, you know, any of the very big people paying. The reason some people, many people are on Twitter is because the stars are on Twitter. The, the, yeah. I literally couldn't believe it where he, where, where he said, um, you, you can pay $8 a month for your, your blue checks. No verification required. So mm. you've now got a situation where a big pharma company has just had to put out a tweet apologising that a blue check with a, a fakely pretending to be them had just said insulin was free. NPR has um, has put a, a, a tweet a, a instructions out to all its journalists saying, "Look, I'm happy for you to leave, but please don't delete your account because someone will get a blue check with a fake account, and you'll have to deal with people pretending to be you, even though you're not on Twitter." Um, it's just nightmarish that he's uh, he's blue checked a neo-Nazi organisation today. Just to keep everyone up to date, he he did a sort of a late night email last night to, to to whatever's left of the staff. He's thrown out half and tried to bring some back, saying that he that Twitter could go into bankruptcy. And at the same time, the um, the the chief safety 
officer who's responsible for all the moderation, disinformation and all that horrible stuff, who has been tweeting madly for a long time saying it's okay, we're working on stuff, has just resigned, as has the chief financial officer, I think, and the chief yes. information officer, because apparently there's a today's a due date where he's got a sign-off saying he's, he's um, uh, met the conditions of a a consent decree not to breach privacy with some very powerful body in the US called the FEC. I don't know what you two think, but I, I think it's over. I think it might be over. And that is operationally, because there's been such a big loss of staff, and now we're seeing those key managerial figures, the key executive figures, particularly the most recent resignations, I think operationally Twitter is on its knees. Yeah, I, I, I don't see how it continues under the circumstances Margot just described. But just technically, you know, as, as you said, he's laid off a whole lot of staff. Um I, I don't know about you, but I'm already getting glitches, yep. um, especially on the app on my phone where things aren't showing up, numbers are wrong, um, yep. things come and go. So there's, there's obviously technical stuff happening already. You know, Twitter was always famous for its unreliability. The You know, the, the fail whale used to come up um, fairly frequently where the screen would go blank and this um, holder of a blue whale would come up indicating that whoops something's gone wrong um they, they overcame all of that and actually became pretty good technically but you can't maintain that sort of service when uh, you kick out the staff that are responsible for maintaining it and that's what he's done so yeah it, it just there just doesn't seem to be any way that um that it survives at this rate can we extend our discussion just to looking at the metaverse, Meta, which is also struggling at the moment, the other big social media platform, formerly known as Facebook, now Meta, but they're in big trouble. Their share prices dived, and Zuckerberg has staked his future on this idea of the metaverse, which I've got to say to both of you, I'm very dubious about the idea of <laughs> virtual reality becoming the linchpin of that particular social media platform. So we're seeing Facebook, and Twitter both started into the ecosphere around about the same time. Both have been very big. Obviously, Twitter's always been a smaller, as a micro-blogging platform, has always been a, had a smaller profile than, than Meta, Facebook. So we're seeing both of them at the moment under huge stress, aren't we, Tim? Yeah, I, but I, I, I think there's a qualitative and quantitative difference between what's happening between the two companies. Meta is a much bigger company. Um, is a more diversified company in a sense across a number of platforms. Um, the stuff with the metaverse uh, is obviously taking up uh, a lot of resources, a lot of money, um, and seems to be going nowhere. It seems to be um, a, a misplaced step. But I, I don't think Facebook's any anywhere near falling over. I mean, it's, apart from anything, it's 10 times the size of Twitter. It's much more integrated. It's got, you know, infinitely more, not infinitely more, but a large number more um, users and etc. cetera. I, I, it, it feels pretty safe to me, relatively, but it, it's obviously having problems as well. Okay, Marco, let's just bring in that other dimension, the election, the midterms, we just saw the projected red wave, which clearly hasn't happened. We're seeing the beginnings of a what they're calling a backlash against Trump, perhaps the demagogue has been shown to have feet of clay to many within the, the GOP itself. So the Twitter meltdown is playing out within that political dimension in the United States too. I thought straight away, and I'm, I know that I wasn't alone, that, um, that, that, that Musk is another Trump. 
um, operates in chaos, impulsive, um, uh, insults people he should be trying to. Um, but wouldn't it be lovely if um, if uh, he brings he brings Trump back to uh, to, to save Twitter in um, in in the form of a, a hard right madhouse? I'm really going to miss Twitter. I don't know how to explain it. I suppose I got my voice back. You know, late 2012 when I went on Twitter and was delighted. Everyone uses Twitter in a different way. I mainly use it through lists. So I, I follow the, the press gallery. I follow the Ukraine war. I follow US politics, a bit of UK politics and tend to just, just tweet out big developments. Things like the Ukraine war where all these different experts with different perspectives can take you into different worlds. It's, a, it's something I'm really going to miss. That's just personal. And as far as the... Um, the, the, the broader context, it's been so important for movement building. You know, for me, um, you know, personally, it was the lead blockade in, on the Liverpool Plains. Look what's happening in Iran. I mean, um, how could that revolution not be televised as effectively without Twitter? Um, it, it's, a, it's a huge loss um, for, for people personally and for the, um, the world conversation or the big of the world conversation that you want to tap into, and uh, Tim Tim is much better at this than me. Is is there a possibility for for, for people to, to 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 change platforms and to, and to find a platform where we can get that experience in a in a way that um, is stable? I guess that you know, Elon Musk has has ripped away all credibility of it. You know, you've got to worry when you see a blue check if that person is real. Um, it, it's every, everything that's been done to make it a great mature space. He's he's literally tearing down. And is there is there an alternative? Well, yeah. Look, I, I agree. I, I I feel that sort of um, sense of loss as well. Um, a lot of us have put a lot of time and effort into um, building up relationships and communities and followings and um, presences. Uh, on that particular platform, and it's it's a kind of a miracle that it's worked as well as it has, you know. And we've kind of gone through um, over a number of years the the changes um, that have happened on the platform, which have largely made it. Can I just interrupt there? The changes have been made by the users. It's the users that invest vented yeah. hashtags. I mean. We've all yeah, co-created this thing, and 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 yeah, Twitter's that, job is to is to make it workable. Yeah, yeah, it's ex it, it, exactly my point. Is that you know those those changes have been developed through um, usage um, over the years, and um, and it's turned into yeah, you know, far from a perfect thing. It it it, it, it still leans into um, a kind of attention grabbing economy. Um, in a way that's sometimes not helpful, etc. But um, as I say, there's there was something fairly mercurial that emerged there, and I think your point about these um, various groups of experts that you could tap into, and you could actually talk to them and ask oh. them questions and and get a response. You know, where else in the world in history have you been able to do that? Um, so it is a real shame. And get politicians, uh, mini-interviews. I've done that. I know Margot's done that as well. I've, well, that, I've that's, that's true. Mini-interviews, got people to commit to things. As a, as a site of access to people for other things like 
this podcast or, um, you know, my newsletter or whatever, like, you know, being able to talk to people and, and, and tear them up to do that sort of work or to be invited to do things. Um, you know, I, I get probably 50% of the public speaking invitations that I've got over the last uh, five or six years have probably come through Twitter because people know I've got a presence on Twitter and contact me through that. That's why I keep my direct messages open. Yeah, you know, it was this... Um, I, I keep using the word mercurial, but it really was, you know, it was this little miracle that happened. And the last thing it needed was, you know, Erlong's clogs to come in and, and start kicking it in the teeth. Um, and we're paying the price. The question as to whether this can be reproduced somewhere else, um, I, I don't think it really can. It, it, you'll never get quite the, the mix that you've got there. Um, a lot of people are migrating over to the Mastodon site. Um, I've set up an account over there. I I'm have starting to. to get my head around um, how it works. Um, it, it actually, I think it actually has a lot of potential. Um, it's going to suffer a lot in the short term as a lot of people do move over there. This is already happening there, having difficulty um, digesting mm. um, the sudden influx of new people. But the, the big thing, I, I, I think probably the, the technical side, as long as the finances keep up, because it's all sort of privately or publicly um, funded, there's there's no corporations or advertising or anything involved in it. It's part of what they call the Fediverse, a, a bunch of connected servers that use um, open source protocols to communicate with each other. So anybody can set up um, a server or what they call an instance um, and have people join it and then it all connects together through these the underlying open source protocols. Um, I, I, I think that's all maybe technically manageable. It's you know it's it's already at a fairly large scale. Um, I like I said it would go through teething problems as it absorbs the large numbers from Twitter. But technically, I think it's doable. But I think what people um, are maybe not realising or they're learning once they get there is it's a very different space. It's managed in a really different way. Um, and it, and it's you've got to remember, it was actually really set up by people who left places like Twitter and Facebook because they weren't happy with the sort of interaction they've got so they've set up their own instances um, and they have rules um, around it which are, are about controlling the sort of interactions that people have or the sort of content that they put up and having some rules or at least norms around how you present um, uh, content on the site and how you engage on the site and a lot of people from Twitter have jumped in and have treated it like Twitter and have, you know, got a few of the old-timers' noses out of joint. Understandably, too. Like, I'm, I'm very sympathetic um, to their position. So there's going to be a, there's going to be this. If, if Mastodon does become, you know, the new place that everybody goes and kind of relocates and rebuilds, um, then there's going to be this huge um, cultural adjustment for... The, the long-term users of Mastodon, as well as the new people coming from Twitter. And it's going to require um, a certain level of maturity to kind of iron out those bumps. I, I think it can be done, but it ends up being a different space. It, it's not Twitter and, and people's... So you really have to stop thinking about it as 
a, a Twitter alternative. It's just a, a different social media platform and it might work. You're listening to another Transit Zone podcast. I'm Peter Clark with Margot Kingston and Tim Dunlop. We're discussing the Twitter microblogging platform, its private purchase by oligarch Elon Musk, and its future. Is it in its death throes? Tim and Margot, as you both probably realise, back in 2009, I joined Twitter in 2009, I almost straight away reported from a big conference in, was in the ABC building in Sydney actually, on the real-time use of Twitter particularly as a journalistic tool. And I interviewed a number of journalists, some very well-known journalists then. They were, a lot of them, very diffident about it and didn't really see the value (laughs) of it at that point. This is 2009. Of course, that evolved, but the Ormonds of this world went on with their decrying of the, the mob on Twitter. So it did become a very important journalism tool in many ways, reporting, tweeting, live events, using it to promote output from individual journalists, individual journalists, self-branding, etc. And of course, we saw Trump using it as his own personal broadcast channel and then gaining access to so much journalism by virtue of he's just tweeting and going straight into the to the ecosystem. So journalism and Twitter, and of course, that Perhaps illusion we had early on that we could be more democratic with Twitter, that it was a democratizing platform. How are you seeing all that now as we apparently watch the death of Twitter? Well, um, I, th- I think it is really important to realise that Twitter was the, an, an absolute linchpin in the media ecosphere. It's, it's where it's the social media um, platform where most journalists congregated, the most journalists congregated and used. It was often um, a very kind of hostile interaction um, with um, members of the audience. A lot of journalists have a presence there and a, a lot of people are on Twitter for exactly that, not just the interaction, but for the news sharing ability that Twitter yeah. has. So so it was abs- it's absolutely um, pivotal to a, a, a certain version of the information ecosphere and how people get their news these days. And and I think that's actually something that's going to, that doesn't translate over onto yeah. the Fediverse, yeah. over onto Mastodon, because it isn't that sort of broadcast space. It's designed specifically not to be that. Um, it, it discourages that kind of promotion of um, content, sending people to other things in a sort of an advertising sort of way that sort of interaction um, doesn't happen. And this, you know, in, in a sense, this may end up being something that is a bit of a saving grace for Musk if enough of those people still see value in using um, Twitter for that. M- maybe it does become a paywalled place where that sort of thing happens, but I, I don't really see how that works. As important as those um, blue tech journalists are to that ecosphere, um, there is nothing compared to the rest of the users who who interact with them. And if if you shut them out by putting up a paywall, then it, it stops being what it is. My understanding is that um, the ABC here is having a review about whether it wants to continue to have its journalists on Twitter. Um, yeah. I think that this is a this is a real <laughs> they might problem. Have to worry. <laughs> um, well, you know, it, it's it's decisions that are being made. Just on the point of journalism, like I. Just thinking about, I sort of approach Twitter like a retired journo, and yeah. it's um, watching the sausage being made is interesting. But also over time, 
watching um, the 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 audience and 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 other experts being able to add to the journalism or, or force journalism journalists to look at an issue and. The, the example I'd give, which I'll never forget, was in the 2019 election when um, Ronnie Salt broke the Watergate story. And um, that, that, that story, um, I, was, I was part of pushing it. We pushed it for days and days and days. The, the, the press gallery refused to touch it. Um, and it was over the Easter weekend. They all went on their holidays. And I'll never forget, the entire press gallery came to work in Canberra on the Mon Easter Monday and started writing that story. These are very important, very important sort of merging of, of the, the space. When you talk about this a lot, um, Tim, the, the democratisation. Um, just on a small picture thing, a lot of retired journos make comments on the current thing and, and, and make critical comments or positive comments about um, how the, the journalism is going. You can, um, you'll have media experts come in, critique a certain thing. I mean, it is just, it is so special for, for news addicts like me. And, and I know there are other Twitters. There's book Twitter and science Twitter and arts Twitter and all there the rest are, of it. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm political Twitter and it has, yes. been, it has been very, very exciting. Um, it allows retired people and people who are experts in other things to have a to have a voice, to have a, a say, to be able to issue corrections. To it, it's it's a wonderful thing um, that that is being lost. And and on the other side of it, um, I have heard it said that it, it is more addictive than cocaine. Having never tried <laughs> cocaine myself, because I I'm already a bit you know vibey. Um, <laughs> Uh, it, it is it is an addiction. Um, it, it's a rabbit hole thing. It can take up your entire life, and I, I am looking forward to having a life. So losing my voice, having uh, ha having a life. I mean, it's uh, it's it's some sort of weird um, trade off, I guess. But um, I, I, it's just the most tragic loss. And I'd have to say, after watching this, just in disbelief, for for three or four weeks. I believe that it is possible that he is deliberately destroying Twitter and I don't know on whose behalf or what conspiracy theory I'm about to make up or, or whatever, but I can see no rational explanation except he is trying to destroy Twitter and maybe he's got some deal where if it's bankrupt he gets insurance. I, I just don't know. But if this is the quality of, of governance that, that he is seriously doing, um, I, I believe that he should be um, he should he, he should take a mental health assessment. Um, this is like to have someone, the richest man in the world, behaving in this disgusting, idiotic way. I don't know how what to put it. It's it, it's uh, there's some, there's got to be a story behind the story because this is just crap. What is going on now? You're deliberately losing your advertisers. You're deliberately uh, losing your 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 famous people. You're deliberately with your blue blue checks for payment, making um, Twitter completely inexplicable in terms of who do you trust, who don't you trust. Um, it, you, you, you're threatening your advertisers. You're sacking half your staff, not knowing whether they're needed or not. Um, it, there, there's something very very wrong here. Very wrong. And I just don't think it can be explained that uh, he's a fucking idiot. I, 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 it, it's got to be more than that. Tim, even though Twitter goes all over the world, obviously not in China and other places like that, but it is very widespread. But what we're watching now is very US-based, isn't it? 
with Musk and Trump lurking in the corner there as well. And I'd take on board what Marco said earlier in our discussion about him being very Trump-like, including his backstory, the rich daddy, etc. And that ability that Musk also has to whack his brand on projects like Tesla, like SpaceX, etc. There's a very Trumpy aspect to him. Could he bring Trump back onto the platform? Would Trump come back onto the platform? And how is all this going to play into this next cycle with the next US presidential election? Well, tr- Trump has said that he won't come back on. Well, that's what he um, said. Yeah. But what do you mean? Like, you, you don't trust what Donald Trump says? I find that hard to believe. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think Trump needs to be. I, I think Trump's got other problems at the moment, um, especially after the midterms. Um, you're seeing some branches of the even the Murdoch press turn on him. The New York all Post. branches, all branches. Has Fox Fox, Fox yeah, big okay. time? Okay. Wall Street Journal no. um, and and the New York Post. It is New a full court press to try okay. and and convince the customers to, to to leave Trump and come to DeSantis. It's it, it's it's quite amazing to watch him. Yeah. No, well, Fox News has been courting DeSantis for months, haven't they? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I don't think Trump's probably a factor in it, but certainly US politics is a factor in all of this. Um, as you say, it's it, it's still a kind of a US... Um, well, I was going to say it's kind of a... It's still sort of a US-dominated space. That could just reflect how I use it. I know there are other language groups that use it, other... Um, kind of non-political people who use it, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, it is American-based and there's a lot of, you know, big-name American journalists on there and, you know, there's all those connections between America sneezes and the world catches a cold. There's still a bit of that aspect to it. It still has um, some ballast in all of these um, things, so it's it's an important player. Um, But, yeah, look, I, I just feel like this whole conversation is... Like, unless we um, put this online in about five minutes, it's yeah. just going to get completely out of date. Um, and, and it, look, it could all fall over by next week. It, it, it really could. It, I, I've sort of avoided saying stuff like that. Um, yeah. Just the last 24 hours in yeah. particular has, um, he, he really seems to. Um, be cutting his own throat. Whether he's doing this on purpose, I, I honestly can't see the logic of um, the the forty four billion dollar spend and then you destroy it. Um, it. It would have to be something really kooky to explain that he's doing this on purpose. Um, but but as you say, it just seems the the whole performance has been so bad. It's it's hard to explain it as. He didn't understand. He's stupid. Or, uh, the, I, you know, the best explanation is that he just really thought that he was brilliant and had all these ideas and he would come in and dominate and and would win. Um, so the ego thing um, could explain it. But, boy, um, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a fairly major ego to think. I, I, I guess it does put it in on, on Trump terms because... That's exactly how he thinks. Could I just float? I mean, I know this is all crazy, but like, if he goes for bankruptcy, wherever, and it's a distressed asset, is there any way the Twitter community or a um, you know a very very rich person or group of people who 
actually, you know, care about the public interest could could buy it and, and rescue it? Is is there is there any way? Do you yeah, think I mean, that it, for people it, it to get becomes... together? I, I would certainly donate to a rescue fund. I would. Um, I know why yeah. I'm going to fucking pay, pay Elon Musk, but I, I, I would donate to a rescue fund. Yeah, um, I, I'm not sure how the financing is set up. There's, there's the Saudis, the Saudis, Tim, the Saudis, yeah, and, and 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 other. They've got good reason to destroy Twitter, haven't they? Yeah, well, maybe you know all those authoritarian countries. They they don't they don't want. We're getting, getting like we're going but, down. But they, they don't want Twitter to to, to 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 talk about their human rights record and have and 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 record their revolution. It is an extraordinary and totally bizarre unraveling of this major platform, this social media platform, this microblogging platform, which I also love a lot and have got an enormous amount out of. I think all three of us are going to hang in for the for the show, are we? We're going to keep watching. Yeah. We're not yeah, going to yeah. get off the yeah. platform for the moment. No, no, I. I'm, I'm I'm hoping, like you know, when when it goes down, I hope you pull me up onto the raft and don't let me sing <laughs> as as Celine Dion sings. But but one last thing, you two. Um, I don't know if you read it. Molly Jong Fast did a, a really fantastic piece um, in in the Atlantic about why she can't leave Twitter, and she says, "I'm a writer." Um. I'm reaching my audience, and my audience is reaching me. Like, say, Absolutely. you know, no fibs. That's that's its that's its distribution list. This podcast yeah. is is it, Twitter's a distribution list. My newsletter, same thing. Your newsletter, yeah. So it it's actually it's actually really crunching. You know, um, interesting and and and, uh, and different voices. Um, yeah. It's 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 really really sad. Uh, some people say Substack might somehow. Have a thing. Substack run. I, I use their software for my newsletter, and they're they're rolling out stuff at the moment. They've rolled out a chat feature in the last couple of weeks, um, which I haven't really taken advantage of yet. But I, I would say a lot of those sorts of platforms are, are, are looking at adding features. Like you know, to be honest, Facebook could add a, a column that would do a similar thing to Twitter if if they got their act together. They they could probably do it if they wanted to do it. Even using something like WhatsApp, um, which they own, they could do something like. So there's, you know, there's there's possibilities out there. But I, again, I come back to this thing that the the thing with Twitter is it's it's a little bit of a miracle, and I don't think yeah. you catch lightning in a bottle twice. Yeah, it is like it started off as a. I, I was I first came on two thousand and twelve, and um, I had a quick look at the history. I mean, it started off as just a little social thing. And, and, you know, yeah, yeah. the people of the world, you know, the journos and the politicians, it, look, it's now got to the stage, it's happened over my time, where it's not journos that get the press release. The announcement is made on Twitter. The, yeah, the, the exactly. statement is made on Twitter. Um, it's, uh, it, 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 I think it, it's been very empowering of the independence movement, particularly early. It was, Without a it doubt. Was cru- it was crucial with Cathy McGowan's campaign. It was crucial with Karen... Um, Phelps by-election campaign. I don't think it was as important in this election except for the people who had a higher hill to climb. Um, you know, they needed it more because the, the big players, they've got huge newsletters and all the rest of it. But for people, you know, without money trying to break in, it, it, it's it's a real loss for, for, for discovering new talent. Remember that comedian who um, 
just got became one of those million plus um, uh, celebrities because she had this incredible mimic of um, of, of Donald Trump. The lip sync. Yeah, it was just sensational. Like this sort of excitement. Um, gee, I'm going to miss it, guys. Gee, I'm going to miss it. But I think my life will be better without it, I have to say. <laughs> I think the people in my life will be happier when I've retired from Twitter. <laughs> well, we're watching two things. We're watching the unfolding of the voting count for the midterms in the United States. We are probably expecting the GOP to take over the House of Representatives by probably a quite narrow margin. The Senate is still up for grabs and that may tip the other way. We'll watch and wait. Nevada and, and Arizona, you just pray, pray. You know what the first thing the, 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 the Republicans are going to do if they get the House and the Senate? They're going to abolish the funding for the IRS to go after um, wealthy tax avoiders. That's their first... I didn't... <laughs> Whoa! Well, Twitter's sitting within that roiling political mess that is the United States democracy. So let's watch and wait. We'll get together before the end of the year and have a bit of a, a recap on the year. What a year! What a yes. year. And we'll see what happens with Twitter next. Tim, Margot, thank you so much. Thanks, Peter. Thank you, Peter. If you'd like to email us at the Transit Zone, here is our email address, transitzonepod at gmail.com. We always welcome your comments, your questions, your ideas for new podcast episodes, transitzonepod at gmail.com. I'm Peter Clark in Melbourne, Australia. Thanks for listening. And please join us again soon right here in the Transit Zone. You are now leaving the transit zone.